Welcome back, everybody, to Duvalto We Pod. My name is Daniel Griffiths. With me is JC. How are you, my friend? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Uh, enjoying a little R&R time this week with the family. Um, I'm in desperate need of some sort of football in my life. Uh, there's, there's really nothing going on other than waiting. <laughs> uh, need some type of football in my life. Uh, needed to get here quickly. We are, at the time of this recording, I believe we are 109 days away from Jaguars Commanders kicking off the 2022 NFL season. I love it so there you go. So there's your countdown. 109 days at the time of recording. And you can start counting down the days. You can tear away a page a day in your calendar. The, counting the, down to... The USFL isn't tickling your fancy? No, no, it is, but only when New Orleans plays. Uh, oh, I don't okay. watch it unless uh, I'm watching the Breakers, um, which were like the third best team in the USFL, but our quarterback just got hurt, which is essentially in a league like this. If your quarterback sucks, so do you. Who's the quarterback? Uh, uh, it was Kyle Slaughter uh, from Northern Colorado, who's a pretty good player. Um, been playing really well. Um, he's been banged up. Uh, so we picked up Shea Patterson off of waivers from Michigan. Um, so it's unclear yet if Shea will start this week or if the traditional backup will. But uh, it's kind of sad because Slaughter's been playing really well. Um, we're chasing Birmingham uh, in the South Division. Birmingham is undefeated. They're playing really, really good. Um, you know, they are in a unique situation that doesn't happen a lot in professional football. They're – uh, coach Skip Holtz most recently was the head coach at Louisiana Tech before he got let go and went to the USFL. And he actually has his quarterback from Louisiana Tech, Jamar Smith. Uh, so, you know, that doesn't happen a ton in sports. Um, but I, I think that's probably a big reason behind the fact that they're playing so well is, you know, just the chemistry between head coach and uh, quarterback. But um, USFL has been fun, man. I, I've enjoyed watching it. I think it's good football. Um you know, I think if you look at the leagues that have tried, I think the XFL was doing well as far as entertainment. The AAF was, was awful. Uh, the Allegiance of American Football or Alliance of American Football yeah. that Johnny Manziel played in, and um, it was it was pretty bad. Um, but the XFL seems like they're coming back with, with, with a fury. They just got to deal with ESPN for their games starting next year, so that's big time. Oh, nice. I, know, I, uh, I haven't watched too much of the USFL. Uh, probably because Tampa is, is terrible. Uh, First team in the league. Yeah, so that, that doesn't give me much hope to watch him. Wasn't Shea Patterson the number one pick in their draft? Number one overall pick, and he got waived. <laughs> Eight weeks Which into so the season. Because I've known Shea I've known since he was in high school, and it's kind of a bummer because uh, root, always rooted for the kid, but uh, did not go well. They, they expected him to be like the face of the franchise you know, in Michigan as a former Michigan Wolverine and didn't go well. Uh, so Paxton Lynch is the next man up there in Michigan. Oh, man. That's, that's – uh, I, I don't see that going much better, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, that guy was a, a first-round pick in the NFL. And now he is – and now he is, like, trying to cling to a starting position in the U.S. Well, going back to the NFL, go ahead and uh, get started. JC and I wanted to take a look at the roster and, and, and select a player that we thought, you know, we could do a profile preview of the player for, for Jaguars fans. And the, the name we came to an agreement on was uh, 
newly acquired free agent uh, Christian Kirk, receiver that we signed this offseason to a hefty deal from Arizona. Um, you know, the deal was uh, without incentives, $17 million a year. With incentives, could go up to $21 million a year. Four years, $84 million. Uh, pretty, pretty high contract for a guy that uh, hasn't necessarily blossomed yet in the NFL, but the Jaguars are hoping that uh, he can do so this year with uh, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Now, I thought it was a tremendous – you can – I have the tweet receipts to prove it in case people think I'm, I'm fibbing, but I was really excited about the signing uh, from the moment we got him. Um, obviously, it's a lot of money, uh, and a lot of people think we did overpay. Uh, uh, but when you're the worst team in football uh, for back-to-back years, you have to overpay people to come play for you. And I like Christian Kirk. You know, he may not have lit the world on fire yet in the NFL, but he has all the ability to do so. Uh, so if you – basically, if he hits all his incentives, then he's worth every penny of $21 million. Uh, you know, if he comes out and goes for 1,200, 1,300 yards and catches 13, 14 touchdowns, I'm not complaining. Well, one, it's not my money. And two, because when's the last time we had a receiver catch 14 touchdown passes in a season? Colin Robinson. That was many moons ago in the world of the NFL. Many moons ago, yeah. Uh, So, I, I, uh, you know, you mentioned the 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns. I think that that's a bit – a bit of visions of grandeur there. You know, I I, said if. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just that the – you know, I I don't know how close he gets to that. I'm more in the lines of thinking 900, five touchdowns, similar to what he had last year with Arizona. Um, We're not going to be a team that's going to throw for a lot of yards or touchdowns. Um, And there's some traffic there. I'm sure that Christian Kirk is going to be on the field pretty much every play, I would hope or imagine. Um, but at the same time, you've got like four guys that work best in the slot that you really want to see get on the field, LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk. So I'm interested to see how the Jaguars' uh, offensive staff figures out a way to get them on the field and, and have opportunities for them to succeed because those are four dudes that work primarily the best out of the slot, getting the balls into their hands, uh, especially with Agnew, Chenault, and Kirk. Um, and then, you know, Ingram can be a, a down-the-middle guy for you coming out of the slot, more of a big slot option, which is what he's been, you know, his entire career, whether it was in college or, or in New York. Uh, so I, I, I think that, uh, you know, obviously Christian Kirk is probably our best receiver, you know, the day we signed him. Um, and if you look at it from that standpoint, you know, it's a good signing. Uh, you know, whether or not you believe the Jaguars could have gotten better for cheaper or, or you know, similar, similar value for cheaper, um, you know, is a, is a debate that you can have, but, uh, you know, it helps, it does help to have good football players on your team and, and Christian Kirk is one of our better ones on offense. Yeah. And in a Doug Peterson offense, um, like I, like you said, I might be very lofty with those stat numbers that I threw out, but in a Doug Peterson offense, we can be successful with Christian Kirk only catching five touchdown passes because in a Doug Peterson offense, you expect 
the combination of Dan Arnold and Evan Ingram to probably account for about 10 touchdowns, 10 or 11 touchdowns combined. You expect him to find a way to get Travis Etienne probably uh, three to four receiving touchdowns. You expect uh, Marvin Jones to bring in to seven. You expect him to find a way to get LaVisca five or six. Like, it's a thing where I think where there is no alpha dog really on this roster at receiver. And so you're going to see it get spread out a ton uh, in his offense like he's done in the past. If you go look at those Philly teams that were good, a lot of time there wasn't like a end-all, be-all stat guy catching the football. And if it was, it was usually a tight end. And uh, so I think in this offense, if, like you said, if Christian Kurt goes for 900 yards and let's just say he catches seven touchdowns, that probably either means one of two things. Either we're spreading it out really good and things are better, or we were terrible again. It'll probably be some of both. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you mentioned Etienne, and Etienne's another guy that, uh, that they've, you know, been working out in the slot. And, and uh, you know, we'll see what exactly their game plan is with him because he is an Urban Meyer guy. Urban Meyer's the one that, uh, that brought him in and wanted him to, wanted him to play in the slot uh, a little more than, than running back and as well as running back. Uh, so I, I'm really interested to see how they use Etienne in this offense. You know, he's, he's supposedly healthy. He was out there running routes, catching balls. So that's a good sign to see. Um, but yeah, Etienne's another one that uh, could take some slot, slot catches away from, from the guys that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and ETN is going to get the ball a ton, especially early with uh, James Robinson still nursing his Achilles injury. You know, who knows how much we'll get to see him this year. Uh, the Cam Akers recovery last year was kind of an anomaly. It's not the norm from an Achilles injury. Um, now, J-Rob is a tough SOB, so there's a possibility he's able to bounce back and play a good bit of the season. But ETN's going to get a ton of touches Guarantee, especially our depth at running back being a big question mark. Uh, I like Rock Armstead. Uh, Snoop Connor is very limited on like what style of running back he is. So ETN's going to get a ton of catch, uh, of touches, and they're not going to all come from carries. Obviously, he's going to get a ton of opportunities to catch the ball out of the backfield, to line up in the slot and catch the ball. Uh, so that's another guy who is going to take away receptions from Christian Kirk. Um, but like you said. Also, the tight ends are going to get a ton also. Um, you know, between Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram is going to play in a bunch of different places. You'll see Evan Ingram in the slot. You'll see him uh, in the backfield some, you know, in a, in a wing position. You'll see him attached as a tight end. And also in the red zone, you'll probably see Evan Ingram split out at the X position just to create a mismatch. See if they put a corner on him and you can throw him a jump ball. And if they put a backer on him, that means that you've got a mismatch somewhere underneath. Uh, so Evan Ingram, I think, is going to be a very interesting uh, – toy for Doug Peterson to kind of play with in that offense. And, and it's all just listing out guys that are probably going to reduce the amount of workload Christian Kirk gets, especially early in the season. Yeah. And going back to Christian Kirk, he, uh, you know, he's, he was one of the top rated recruits coming out in, in his class in, in 2015, ended up going to Texas A&M. It was a really good player for them. I, I remember his draft class. Uh, I, I was a big fan of him. Um, and he's ended up having, you know, pretty fruitful career so far. Uh, you know, he's, he's found his way. He's not the biggest guy in the world, you know, um, not necessarily the, the, the fastest or shiftiest, but, uh, 
you know, he's a fairly good athlete and, uh, you know, the Jaguars are in need of a guy that can get open and create some yards after catch and create some big plays for us, which is something that we've desperately lacked, uh, especially last year and the year before that, uh, in making plays, it's, uh, it's kind of a barren offense at times and Christian Kirsch is a good guy to have on your, on your team to do those sorts of things. Yeah, so like you said, Christian Kirk did have an exceptional career at Texas A&M uh, coming out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, he played for three years. In his freshman season, he was the SEC Freshman of the Year. And in the two seasons that followed, he was first-team All-SEC, uh, which at receiver, being first-team All-SEC, means that you are with three other wide receivers. If there's four that make first team, like there usually is in a lot of these situations. And most likely those other three dudes are all playing in the NFL right now. Um, and so Christian Kirk caught 234 balls for 2,800 yards and 26 touchdowns. And he did that in 2015, catching passes, a few from Kyler Murray, but mostly Kyle Allen, Trevor Knight, his sophomore year. And then his junior year, he played with the best quarterback he played with in college, which was Kellen Mond, uh, who is a slightly above average quarterback when he played in the SEC. Um, and then obviously hasn't, had much of a shot yet in the NFL uh, in Minnesota. Um, but he, he was an exceptional college player. That's why he was a second-round pick uh, in the 2018 draft, in the same draft that also brought DJ Chark to Jacksonville. Uh, but like you said, in the NFL so far, he's had flashes of being really, really good. Um, his stats haven't been insanely good. But I think that there's some – and not excuses, there, there's – reasons behind that because in his rookie season he played with Josh Rosen who's awful and then his third season DeAndre Hopkins gets traded uh, to the Cardinals so you're going to see his workload obviously go down there also um, but he still produced some some good moments um, you know I went back and looked at his first four seasons in the NFL and I just looked at how he performed against AFC opponents um, teams that were going to play the most um, in 2018, his rookie year with Josh Rosen, uh, they played against the AFC West. He caught 12 balls for 183 yards and one touchdown in those four games. Uh, in 2019, they played at the AFC North. He caught 18 balls for 262 yards, no touchdowns in those four games. In 2020, they add DeAndre Hopkins. They played against the AFC East. He caught 17 balls for 247 yards and a touchdown. And then in 2021, as we'll remember most recently, they had five games against AFC opponents with the added 17th game. They played against the AFC South, and then they played against the Browns. Um, you know, he went for over 100 yards against the Jaguars. But in those five games this past year, he had best showing against AFC competition. 28 catches, 347 yards, and four touchdowns uh, when he competed against the AFC South, uh, which bodes well for us that the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans, um, he had good games against both. He caught nine passes for over 100 yards, three touchdowns combined in those two games. Uh, so that's good news for us. Um, Indy did get it. Indy and Houston did get new defense coordinators, um, having new coach, uh, some new coaches come in. Uh, Gus Bradley landed in expect him to have even better game against Indy than he did with Arizona. Um, but then he also against the Cowboys and Detroit, looked that up also because those are teams we're going to play in 
2022 that kept their same defense for he caught 15 passes for 173 yards and a touchdown against those two opponents. So he's had some uh, success over his career playing against AFC opponents, 75 catches, a little over 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns when playing against the AFC so far in his career. Yeah, and, and uh, going back to you, you were talking about, you know, some factors that kind of led to him not being the most productive receiver in terms of stats last year. They also had A.J. Green, who performed fairly well. Uh, I believe he led the team in reception, receiving yards. And uh, Rondell Moore, they also they also drafted Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore saw a lot of touches last year and had a, a fairly successful rookie season for him. Uh, so I, I believe he had uh, – about 500 yards or so in that Arizona offense. And that's an offense that also spreads the ball out a lot. And they also had, um, you know, James Conner, who's a very talented running back. So they split carries there. They also have design runs for Kyler Murray. And also they added, uh, you know, Zach Ertz came in. Zach Ertz caught 56 balls for 500 and something yards and had a couple touchdowns also. So uh, they were spread it out. That, that offense, actually, when you look at it on paper, like Arizona had a some good weapons last year. Yeah, there was, um, uh, there was a reason that they, you know, I believe that they, they had the best record in football up until like week 13, and then it call all, kind of all – Lost to, fell lost apart. to Detroit, yeah. Yeah, then it uh, fell apart. Kind of, yeah, and they end up losing to the, the eventual Super Bowl champions yes, uh, in the playoffs. Kyler Murray drama there as well. Yeah, and you have to think that uh, our offense might suit Kirk better to kind of be the guy strictly because – there's no DeAndre Hopkins here, unfortunately. Uh, we, don't, we don't have as many designed runs for our quarterback. We improved at tight end, but Zach Ertz is still better than both of our options, even at his older, slightly older age. Um, we don't have a big outside receiver like A.J. Green. Uh, you know, I think we are just as good as James Conner at running back, so that's a plus uh, if James Robinson's healthy. Um, James Conner is one of my absolute favorite players. And if I fell in love with him at Pitt with his uh, cancer battle and just where he's gone, I love that guy. Um, but you, I think Christian Kirk's going to shine in our offense. With that. But even though, like, and, and you can't stat watch, you know, guys that really know football, um, you know, guys and girls that really know football, we've got a ton of uh, ladies, in, especially in Jags Twitter. Like, we are so blessed in Jags Twitter with people that really go ball, like men and women. Um, but like he, you can't stat watch, like he might have a tremendous season for Jacksonville in 2022 and only catch five touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he should, he should definitely get some looks. Um, you know, we, we have a lot less competition than say Arizona does. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I think if he can come in and, you know, simply get open, that's an improvement from last year. Uh, you know, for a while, it was it was uh, really slim pickings for Trevor Lawrence back there at, at quarterback. But, uh, you know, I, I think the schedule favors us in terms of, uh, you know, we we got we got some games that we can, you know, it should at least be competitive in. And, and uh, hopefully hopefully him being in the slot, maybe we can create some mismatches there. He is one of the better slot receivers in the NFL. Um and, and and maybe in doing so, hopefully open up uh, some areas as well for Marvin Jones and Zay Jones, who we also got in free agency this past year. Yeah, and like you said, looking at our schedule, 
and looking about the numbers that I just kind of rattled off, which I know is a lot and might be a lot to process, but you have games against Indy, Houston, Indy again. You have Detroit, Tennessee, Dallas, Houston. And that's eight games against defenses that Christian Kirk had good games against last year. You know, that's um, almost half your schedule. or There is no such thing as half your schedule anymore with the 17th game being added. Um, but, you know, those are opponents that didn't – most of them didn't have any kind of change on their defensive staff or coordinator and stuff. Houston did. Um, but a lot of those teams were bringing back the same defensive scheme that Christian Kirk was able to do really well in. And, um, you know, depending on what you're looking at at quarterback – uh, you can debate. It's hard to get who's a better quarterback, quote unquote, between Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence because it's like oil and water. Uh, they're they're not at all compared. They're not the same athlete. Uh, they don't have the same skill set. It's just it's very hard to compare those two. Um, I do think though in this offense, Kirk will get more attention from the play caller, um, which benefits us and him. And so you're going up against eight opponents in which Christian Kirk had good games against last year, in which he was not the main focus of the play caller. He was the fifth option, fourth option, as far as probably, especially in the red zone, where the Jaguars horribly struggled in the red zone last year. Like, There's a reason that Matthew Wright got signed like halfway through the season and kicked 25 field goal attempts yeah. in like seven games. Um, we kicked a lot of field goals in the red zone. And we have for years. If you go back, Josh Lambeau had such good stats, but most of his field goals were within 35 yards. Um, so we struggled in the red zone. And when Arizona got in the red zone, okay, you're looking at A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Zach Ertz, and then, and then, then probably Christian Kirk. Uh, you assume now in Jacksonville, when we get inside the 25-yard line, inside the 20-yard line, Doug Peterson's – First thought might probably be, okay, how can we set up something to cook for Christian here? That's probably going to be – and I would assume if I was a betting man, which I am, I would probably assume it goes Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, in Doug Peterson's mind as far as thinking things up in the red zone for how, how can we if, – if we're going to throw the ball. Obviously, we're talented at running back. But if we're going to throw the ball, if I'm Doug Peterson, I'm probably thinking he goes – Kirk and Ingram as his first two options of guys that he's trying to dial things up for in the red zone. And that'll be a kind of a first um, for Christian Kirk in his career. Cause like that rookie season's hard to count because he didn't have good quarterback play. Uh, that second year you can kind of look at as, as a comparison, but then that third year DeAndre Hopkins comes in. Um, there's nobody of that caliber on our roster alongside him. So you think in the red zone this year, he's most likely going to be uh, getting Doug Peterson's first thoughts when we get inside the, the original. Yeah, and I, I remember that they tried to give uh, Tavon Austin some red zone looks. I remember he had one nice catch over the uh, over the uh, the goalpost, but you know, hopefully, hopefully those are days of the past with with Christian Kirk, uh, us adding him, and uh, some of those Laviska Chenaults and untimely drops. You know, maybe you can solve some of those in the red zone. You know, the Jaguars definitely did not help themselves in the red zone last year. Had uh, had a bunch of drops in the red zone. I I, uh, I remember the Laquan Treadwell against the Jets. I remember the uh, the Louisiana Chanel the last game of the season. I believe no, it might have been it might have been Patriots. It was either Patriots or or uh, the Colts. But uh, you know, 
either way, you know, the Jaguars had a, had a lot of situations where they left points out on the field simply because of their lack of talent at receiver. And you're, you're hoping Christian Kirk can come in and, and you know, be a significant boost, boost to that. And I think he will be, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much that'll show out, like you said, in the, in the stat sheet at the end of the year. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely a talented pass catcher. You don't have to worry about drops as much as you do with some other guys that you've had in the past uh, or still have Laviska. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy that can at least come in and get open and be a reliable target for Chris, for, uh, for Trevor Lawrence. And that's ultimately what the Jaguars needed. And that's what they ended up signing this free agency. Yeah. And he's, he's going to come in and he's going to be a really good route runner, which the Jaguars struggled mightily in 2021 with good route runners. That's not LaVisca's game. LaVisca's not, you know, a route technician. Um, that's not Marvin Jones's game. Anybody that we really had. DJ Chark was take a top off the defense type guy. Like Christian Kirk is going to give us one of our best route runners we've had in a very long time. Um, yeah, but last year we had Urban Meyer trying to play the hits of like the best of 2012 college football with like trying to make Taven Austin revitalize that career. Like if we decided Taven Austin – in 2017 when we made our run, he probably would have made the team a lot better. Uh, but we signed him in 2021 um, when he hadn't really done much in the past three, four seasons. Uh, so luckily we have like some legit, you know, still young NFL talent uh, on the roster. And I think that Christian is going to get a ton of attention Um Unfortunately, that probably means from the defenses at some point, especially if he, if he starts off well, which he will because he'll go against some defenses um, early in the season that are really good up front, uh, but some of them struggle in the back end. Uh, so I think that'll benefit him a ton. Um, you know, Kenny Moore now is not showing up to Indy's OTA, so that might be another uh, – And he just signed a contract like two years ago? I, I think he wants another one. <laughs> So there's a possibility that there might be another good DB not on the table for week two when we play the Colts. Yeah, and Tennessee uh, is a good thing. Tennessee's got a bunch of guys that are either injured or coming off of injury. You're talking uh, a guy from Virginia Tech, uh, Caleb Farley. Um, I know that they have Christian Fulton still as well. So that's a very, uh, you know, a lot of potential in that secondary for the Titans but necessarily not necessarily has uh, has produced quite yet. You're hoping that Christian Kirk can, can uh, take advantage of that if the Jaguars offensive line can keep Jeffrey Simmons off of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we're going to know quick. You know, we're going to know quick what Christian Kirk brings to the table. I don't think it's one of those things where we're going to have to be like, oh, well, let's wait and see week 9, 10, 11. No, yeah, I think no you that, cannot have that. I, no, I think it's going to be one of those things. And he's a pro. I, th- I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to get off to a slow start. I think if he's going to do if, if he's going to do well for us, it's going to it's gonna, we're going to be able to tell quickly. Um, you know, can he catch? And I'm not trying to be too lofty. If he catches seven passes in the first game for 85 yards and a touchdown, things are looking great. If he catches three balls for 30 yards and doesn't sniff the zone then we're probably all just ready. Jaguars Twitter is ruthless, and they're going to jump all over him. That's that Marvin Jones stat line. I remember I remember for like six weeks straight, Marvin Jones had like three catches for 30 yards. And I want him to be good so bad because Marvin Jones seems like such a good dude. I agree. Uh, just yes. from like, but like, And I think he will because DJ Chart got hurt in week three last year, and LaVisca had a horrible season. 
Marvin Jones didn't have much around him. Um, this year, I think Marvin's going to have an opportunity to have a much better season um, because he's our – I like LaCron Treadwell, but right now Marvin Jones is our only, like, legit outside receiver. And so, uh, you know, the attention that we will give Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, especially in the red zone, I think is going to make Marvin Jones' life easier. Uh, can he win some 50-50 balls? Can he run good routes to be able to pick up key first downs on the outside? Um, you know, comeback routes, digs, stuff like that. That's uh, down the field, but easy, like, completions, especially that comeback route, which is every good outside receiver runs good comeback routes, and you can put the ball in the back shoulder, which Trevor can throw the ball anywhere he wants. So if Marvin Jones can be that guy, if he can be a guaranteed third and eight run a comeback first down, even if he's not scoring 10, 11 touchdowns, if he's scoring – seven or eight, if he scores eight touchdowns this year, it probably means that the Jags were a lot better on offense. Yeah, and you were talking about Chris, uh, Marvin Jones and those comebacks. You, he ran so many comebacks and digs last year. <laughs> you know how I know? is because he was last in the NFL in yards after catch per rep, hey, like per, per catch. It was See, last, last year, like point last three. Year, last year we signed him to be the dude and had him running those routes. If we have him running those routes this year, it probably means he's the third option, which is a good thing. I thought we overpaid for him, and then now he's our, th- he's our third highest paid receiver now. Hey, but thank God we didn't give Kenny Galladay that money, though. Yes. That he got from New York. <laughs> he didn't get – I don't think he had a single touchdown catch, right? He didn't. Yeah. Marvin Jones – Agnew had more touchdowns. Taven Austin had more touchdowns. <laughs> Did David also score a touchdown line? Yeah, he did. He, he had a nice he, – he did have a nice uh, um, slant post to the goal line in the red zone last year from uh, Trevor Lawrence. I forget who it was against. Dude, it really like, there, nice there, are nights, there are nights where you go down that rabbit hole of uh, YouTube. Go watch some Taven Austin college highlights. That man was an animal at West. Oh, he's he's a celebrity in the NFL. Every player wants to wants to go meet him because he was their childhood hero. He he did. He had twenty four catches for two hundred and thirteen yards and one touchdown last year for the Jaguars. So he averaged. It was it was his it was his best season since twenty sixteen. He had eight yards a catch. Eight point nine. Oh man. Uh, it was his best season since twenty sixteen where he actually – his career early in St. Louis and that one – It was fairly good. LA was actually not bad. Yeah. He scored uh, 12 touchdowns in his first four seasons. Um, and then, you know, obviously things kind of didn't go well for him in Dallas or Green Bay, but um, – or here, unfortunately. Um, he's but, just a – he's a tough player to find a, find a place for. Yeah. I mean, especially at this point where he hasn't had a lot of success late in his career – and, like, right now he's a free agent, and the odds are that way. Uh, you don't probably expect him, you know, unless somebody really likes him to bring him into camp late if somebody gets hurt. Uh, not with us. I'm just mean, – I mean the NFL in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's most likely the end for Taven Austin's NFL career, which, you know, he's played a decade or almost a decade, so it's not like anybody can really be disappointed in that. I mean – that's quite a feat. They caught the NFL not for long for a reason. Uh, so Taven Austin's obviously had quite a career. Yeah, and, that, and that's something I know, you know, a lot of NFL fans be, uh, want to criticize NFL players, you suck or, or whatever. But, you know, guy has guy has a, you know, four or five, six-year career 
and they're one of they're one of the best 32 or 64 people at their job in the world you know people people don't realize that 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 you know you know compared to some other people you know maybe they're maybe they're not as good but uh you know at the end of the day the end of the day you look at it and, and they're one of the best people at their job in the world and there's not that many people in this world that can say that yeah without a doubt uh and like i just i verified david also played nine years in the nfl uh which is insanity i mean you're eligible for pension after five uh so Taven Austin plays, you know, 113 career games um, between the Rams, the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Jaguars. You know, he catches a whole bunch of footballs. Uh, let's see. He catches 244 balls for 2,200 yards, 16 touchdowns, which is basically Christian Kirk's career, <laughs> but in far less time in Christian Kirk's defense. I'm a Christian Kirk fan, so no, no, no slander on, on this pod about him yet unless it's like week four and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. And then it's all bets are off. Um, but, you know, I just feel like we have, and look, I'm the first one to be upset that we didn't go sign this big alpha dog side receiver or draft one. I'm very critical of the Jaguars for that. I'm on record numerous times on Twitter saying that. Um, or trade. Or trade. Uh, we could have gotten Amari Cooper. We could have even gotten Robert Woods. Robert Woods right now would be our – Second best Tyreek Hill. I mean, we were never getting Tyreek Hill because he picked to go to Miami, which I don't know why, because two is okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, we didn't even find a call to my knowledge. No, but we didn't. We didn't add that alpha dog wide receiver, and it's going to show this year. And people are going to have to admit that they were wrong and argue with me on Twitter about it. Um, but Christian Kirk is going to be very, very good in this offense. Um, we, we still need to add more pieces wide receiver, never um, be satisfied, but our, our weapons this year are so much better than last season going in. Um, LaCroix Treadwell, instead of being a guy that we sign that Urban really feels good about, he's a guy that may not make the team. And I hope he does. Cause I think he's got a good skill set. but we're, we didn't have a Christian Kirk last year. Um, you know, Marvin Jones is going to be better. LaVisca has to be better. There's no way you would expect him to be worse. <laughs> um, if Agnew's healthy, he adds a wrinkle to your offense. Now, honestly, you don't want to give him a ton of receptions um, because he, his main job is to be electric in the return game, which he absolutely is. Um, but he adds a skill set that Doug Peterson can have a lot of fun with. Um, and then, obviously, you have a two-headed monster running back. If they're both healthy, we're s- – we're the top, I think, third in the league as far as backfield talent if both of those guys are healthy. If you're comparing every team's one and two running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Travis Etienne hasn't played yet. Um, I'm well aware of that. And I understand that he has to prove that he can be good at the pro level. But on paper, when healthy, we have one of the best duos, I think, in the NF- in the AFC. So the weapons that Trevor has at his disposal – are much better than heading into his rookie season. And he also has a much better head coach, which makes a world of difference, especially because that's your play baller. Um, a guy who's had much more success calling plays than Daryl Bevel or Brian Schottenheimer ever did. Um, and it's no offense to those guys. It's just facts. Uh, so uh, I think Trevor should be excited about the weapons he has, and he should be very excited about what Christian Kirk brings to this team. 
Uh, I think he's going to end up having a really, really nice year for us, even if the stats don't shine in that favor. Yeah, I, I think Christian Kirk's a guy that you can get excited about, especially especially as we, you know, begin OTAs and get into training camp, you know, and, and get to the preseason and get to see him for the first time in a Jaguars uniform. I, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of fans are going to get going to get really excited for him, uh, you know, as the season starts and and hopefully Trevor Lawrence and him can, uh, you know, make a quick connection there and get get things rolling early on. Uh, hopefully as early as uh, week one against the commanders. Yeah, it seems like things are uh, from Trevor's comments and the little videos they've showed. It seems like him and Christian are clicking very, fairly well early, you know, on air and shorts. But uh, Trevor's comments seem very positive so far about uh, Christian Kirk. Um, you know, lucky for us, we get – and we'll talk more about it as it gets closer. We get the first opportunity to see our team play before anybody else because um, we are lucky we get the Hall of Fame game this year against the Raiders. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so uh, Thursday, August 4th uh, at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Field. Uh, we'll get to see the Raiders. So do we get four four games? Yeah, so we get four preseason games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, we play Vegas in the Hall of Fame game. We're home against Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and then we're at Atlanta, which it seems like we play Atlanta every year in the preseason. We do, we do yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's our, that's our preseason slate, so we'll get a chance to uh, probably not, not see a ton of Trevor and Christian Kirk uh, in those games, but at least you expect maybe in the, the first and third one. The third game is usually where you get to see a lot of your starters because uh, that fourth game is usually for borderline guys, see if they're going to make the team or not. It'll be nice just uh, to see him in teal. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, all we've gotten to see in a real uniform is Photoshop. So I don't, I don't even think they've done like a photo shoot. Last year they did like a lot of photo shoots, I think, with like the new guys it seems like. Um, so hopefully uh, here pretty soon, once we get closer to the season, we'll get to see some real shots of those in teal. Um, but, you know, if not, we'll get to see on Thursday, August 4th, in the Hall of Fame game, which will be super cool. Um, second time that the Jags have gotten to play in that game. So – That'll be fun. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, hopefully we can get things rolling uh, early on. Christian Kirk can have a good season. And, and you know, hopefully I hope he own, or earns all $84 million of that contract. That'd be the best thing you know, to, to ever happen to Jacksonville. But uh, do you have anything else? No, nope, I'm just excited to see uh, Christian Kirk go out and have his best season of his career hopefully uh, this hopefully. year in Jacksonville hopefully he catches like 13 touchdowns 1300 yards goes to a pro bowl or something that'd be that'd be, be pretty dope where's number 13 too yeah 13 a fantastic uh number just for really any position so uh, hopefully he goes and balls out and uh shuts a lot of people up you know including a lot of us you know we've been critical even as fans of the guy about how much he got paid uh, yeah. So I, I hope we I hope he makes me eat crow and he earns every single penny. I hope he hits every incentive because that means if he hits every incentive, that means the Jaguars are playing good football. Yeah, we're rolling. But uh, for now, I think JC and I will bid you all adieu. And uh, once again, Duval till we die.